0: way down what's up everybody this is francisco and andrew for our 65th episode of sports goofs and uh it just continues (laughs) that's that's what i've called this episode because we're 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 gonna keep going for as long as we can keep going we might take a break maybe before 69th episode and open with later on with a 69th episode i think that would be really nice wouldn't you agree andrew
1: that would be very nice. Awesome. I I still don't know how on earth we have we still have content. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Um, no, that 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 might be why. We might have to pause for a bit, let things build up once more and then we come back with a very nice 69th episode. But we got in the background NCAA Football 11 for the PS2 in the background. I've got I hit random and I got the I got Middle Tennessee State versus Yukon. So make of that what you will. <laughs> and okay, the score is UConn is up two nothing against Middle Tennessee State. So what?
1: What year is this game?
0: I'll, uh, NCAA football eleven.
1: Eleven. I'll say this: in real life, I would take UConn in that matchup in twenty. Well, twenty. Well, it's twenty ten rosters. Um. Uh, well, even 2011, I'd take them. I think uh, I think they went to I, I think they went to a BCS bowl that year.
0: Mm, let's look that up. I mean, we might as well. This is this is uh, Sports Goose. We we have the power now to just look it up on the screen. That's that's different. So let let me give that a shot here. It's like one second. So what's it the twenty ten Yukon football team? And let's see what Wikipedia has for us. Let's see and Big East Co champion. They went to the Fiesta Bowl and lost twenty to forty eight versus Oklahoma.
1: So yeah, that's not surprising. Oklahoma uh, proving that maybe they can win a, a a bowl game every once in a while. Okay. Are you kidding? They won a national championship in 2000. and uh, I, I'm
0: just saying the last few years haven't gone well for them. And 2000 is now, what, 20 years ago now? So, you know,
1: they're, it's a long they're, time. They'll be back eventually. Well, I'm it's, pretty sure. it's more
0: about how, you know, they keep choking on the biggest stage, all right. Yeah. They're the Clayton Kershaw <laughs> of college football lately. So there you go.
1: But <laughs> I, I will say this though: if said matchup were to happen right now, I take MT. I would take Middle. Ten, I would take the Blue Raiders nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah.
0: Freddie's got up there. I might take UConn as the home team in this one. And yeah, and he of course he's he's on he's on the ball with this. They went to the Fiesta Bowl in 2011, 2010 season. So
1: right, was, oh. and like I'm saying, if if this was 2010-2011 UConn, then I, I'm taking them a hundred times out of a hundred. You know, there's I mean, short of a a massive upset like uh, App State, Michigan.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat. They lost to Michigan that year, actually.
1: Oh, really start out the season, but yeah, short of a, you know, a massive upset, um, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking Yukon every day. Okay. All
0: right. So that was our, that's a weird way to open this episode, but (laughs) we just dive right into the 2010 Yukon Huskies football team. But here we are. In We're uh, the, the quarantine tastic world of sports right now, as uh, we've got UFC results on the top screen, NASCAR, German Bundesliga, so the the desperation is at an all time high at this point for us. We're just trying to scrounge up some sort of content here. Well, Andrew, uh, well, there's one thing I I know I can talk about. That's hockey. All right. So the National Hockey League is trying to make things happen with regards to a continuation of the 2019-20 season. There is currently a proposal in the works for a, well, rather than continuing the regular season, just jumping straight Onto a 24-team playoff, which, would, I mean, it's, it's an interesting scenario here. And I'm going to try and bring up the bracket on the screen here. I think here's a good one. Uh, can we get the full thingy onto the screen here, please? I wish I could zoom. Why can't I zoom this in much more than I can? Oh no, not that one. Wait, what is this? Oh, this is... Oh, that's from Two in the Box. That's their... All right. That's their format here. (laughs) Let's see. Somebody's going to have a good one of these. Well, regardless, I'll I'll just tell you about it. So, the expanded 24-team Stanley Cup playoff bracket... So we've got a Greg Wyshynski article from ESPN, and the focus is skipping right to the playoffs. Right now it's not a certainty that that's what's going to happen, but I think people are leaning more towards doing that rather than anything else. And it'll be a 2014 tournament that would include a best of three play-in round. Okay, interesting. Um. And really, at this point, let's see, an NHL source said the number of teams in the postseason and the format itself would be entirely dictated by the schedule for the restart vis-a-vis next season. And they have no idea on the timing, so this is all trying to accommodate more teams now, I guess make up for teams that were on in the hunt when the regular season was put on hold. And uh, appease the teams that were already in a playoff spot when they happened too, And uh, try and make way or make something happen uh, with regards to whether the NHL would be able to restart their season come early October like they normally do. So the playoff format goes like this. We've got the play in rounds, which would be a best of three series for uh, the teams that were on the fringe here. So right here, according to this format, I think the top four teams in each conference would essentially get like a bye round. Then from there, then from there you've got, in the Eastern Conference, you'll have the Columbus Blue Jackets facing off against the New York Islanders. And the winner of that series would go on to face the Boston Bruins, who finished as the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Then from there, you'll have the Pittsburgh Penguins going against the Montreal Canadiens. And they would have the opportunity to play the Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the NHL would love for the Penguins to win that series to go off and face Philadelphia, which is a... Just a bitter rivalry between those two teams. Then they'll have the New York Rangers going against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the winner of that would go on to face the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then finally the Florida Panthers, which I'm already liking this proposal anyways because I didn't think the Panthers would make the playoffs in the old scenario. They would go against the Bunch of Jerks. In Carolina, and the winner of that would move on to face the Washington Capitals. So that's the Eastern Conference playoff pool. In the Western Conference, you've got the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets, and then the winner of that would go on to face the defending champion St. Louis Blues. Then you have the Edmonton Oilers facing off against the Chicago Blackhawks, and the winner of that. Would go on to Dallas to face the Stars. The Vancouver Canucks would face the Arizona Coyotes. And the winner of that would move on to face the Vegas Golden Knights. And then finally, you've got the Nashville Predators against the Minnesota Wild. And the victor would move on to face the Colorado Avalanche. So those are some of the interesting matchups you would see Uh, Calgary versus Winnipeg you'll have a Western Canada matchup it wouldn't be Edmonton versus Calgary which I I think everybody would have loved to see but oh well Uh, then you've got Edmonton versus Chicago the Blackhawks wouldn't have I didn't didn't think they would have made the playoffs in the normal scenario but here they would have come back uh, maybe a, like a last hurrah for the Blackhawks to try and get one more championship mm-hmm. from that core group that they've got, which is aging now. And you'll have Connor McDavid going up against Patrick Kane, so that's that's a that's a delight right there. Then you have the Vancouver Canucks against Arizona. Uh, well, I'd be mean, really for me that it'd be interesting to see Arizona win to go face off against Vegas and. Have like your desert matchup between the two hockey teams. And uh, I already said Pittsburgh against Montreal. Uh, of course, that would be Crosby going against the worst storied franchise in hockey history. So that's always an interesting bit. And then you have the, the New York Rangers against Toronto. You have the basically the two largest hockey markets facing off against each other which I don't think has happened in a long time. Uh, the Canes and the Panthers, I mean, you have your like Southeast Division redux in a way because they all used to be in the same division. And they would go against Washington, which would also be a redux for the Southeast Division.
1: And, and I'm doing I'm, some I, research here. You got me thinking uh, when you were mentioning the uh, battle for Alberta, uh, the last time that happened in the playoffs was mm-hmm. ni- was the 1990-1991 season, mm-hmm. um, you know, back when you had the the Campbell Conference and the Smythe Division, mm-hmm. um, it was a close one. They lost in the division semifinals, which I think is, yeah, it was the first round at the time, um which would be the equivalent of a quor- of the quarterfinals now. Um, wait. No, hold on. Quarter final? Semi final? Final. Yeah, so they they had four back then. Um, but it was you know they had instead of calling it conference quarters, conference semis, conference finals, they had it as division semis, division finals. Uh, but I digress they last played 1990 1991 Oilers won uh, four games to three so we're looking we're approaching uh, 30 years now that there's been a battle for alberta um, in the playoffs mm-hmm. which I, considering how uh, you know feisty it got this season I would love to see it
0: And they were kind of headed for the trajectory of having that first round matchup anyways Mm -hmm. uh, in the regular scenario. Mm -hmm. So people were kind of chopping at the bit for that to happen. And unfortunately, uh, really, I'm surprised the NHL just doesn't do like, you know, throw out the East versus West thing and just have your most, I don't know most favorable first round matchups regardless of where the teams are in the standings. So just right. put Calgary versus Edmonton to have it. put Florida versus Tampa Bay just to start out, you know, put Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia, start with the rivals. Uh, I don't know if Vegas really has a rival at this point. Um, well, I would say the San Jose Sharks, because how much they got screwed up last year. Um, uh, with with the Sharks penalties that destroyed Vegas but um, you could really that's but I guess this is the most fair for for especially the teams that were the top four in their conference anyways the division leaders uh, you don't want to punish them by having them play more games so having them have like a buy route all like the NFL is is nice. Um I'm excited if this does happen because I I would get to watch playoff hockey regardless of whether you want to put an asterisk behind this championship or not. I mean, it is what it is. It'll be an interesting scenario. the Stanley Cup, as we've said as uh, we've said before in the past, Stanley Cup has had in its history different f- scenarios of how it's been handed to its winners. Uh, before it was a Challenge Cup, right? So it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until the the creation of the NHL and look, it was established as the facto championship trophy in 1926. The NHL became a league in 1917. So uh, even the first few years of the NHL's history, the Stanley Cup wasn't the trophy handed out, and it was handed out in different ways, and they had to face off against other teams. So. It's uh, I I think it's kind of in line with. It's almost like a throwback in a way. So I I think this would be a pretty cool, cool scenario for for this to happen. Um, now there's the history of the Stanley Cup, the Challenge Cup era. So these are the, um. So none of the teams that played for the trophy had a formal playoff system back then. They all had their own respective champions. So that was pretty cool. So this could be in a way a throwback to that time. Just uh, you you put an asterisk or whatever you want behind it but uh, the teams are still fighting for the cup and teams have been fighting for the cup since the early or the late 1800s. So let's just keep it going.
1: Uh yeah, honestly, uh I just want sports back. I mean, at the at the end of the day, you know, it's what's more important is that people stay safe. Um that, you know, we you know, we don't risk more infection. Uh but still, you know, we're missing pretty much everyone's missing sports at this point. I mean, John Oliver did a whole segment on it this this past Sunday. Um, you know how the thing is affecting sports, and uh, you know it's kind of it's interest retro, interesting retrospect to see. Uh, you know how much has been affected. I mean, we're starting to regain it seems some normalcy, relatively speaking, in the in the sports. Uh, you know, looking at the score crawl here, you know, you've got the Bundesliga resumed uh, without fans, of course, and you had NASCAR, which uh, apparently drew the, mo- the most people for, I, man, I don't remember, but it was, they drew a large crowd, and then, of course, you have the UFC, which was up in Jacksonville, and supposedly they're going ahead with their Fight Island concept, um, which, again, John Oliver uh, thought should should have been called UFC, but C meaning it being spelled S-E-A. Get it? Because it's okay. an island? Yeah, I
0: get it. I get it.
1: Uh, which was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, NASCAR um,
0: had 6.3 million viewers.
1: Yep. I mean when you when you're starving for any sort of sports, you know, you're you're not going to be you're not going to be picky uh with with what's on.
0: Yeah, I guess I mean I personally wouldn't watch NASCAR regardless Neither. of how deprived of sports we've been.
1: Yeah, I wasn't I didn't tune in if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. And some people who are racing
0: fans but fans of other forms of racing like F one, uh, don't really particularly like Nascar anyways because right. of the lack of other directions other than going left in a circle.
1: Um Well they so, do, yeah. they they do they do occasionally turn right. Oh. Um <laughs> switch it up and then people. And then, you know, uh Tony Danza, our our, uh, occasional viewer and one-time contributor, uh, who's a NASCAR fan, he he would be proud of me of mentioning this, but you've got road courses as well in NASCAR, Mm. which are similar to F1. Uh, I forget which are the road courses, but there are, I think, three of them, three or four. Sprinkled throughout game the still
0: season. Two-nothing. I'm still I'm looking at the score of UConn middle Tennessee. It is still two nothing. Second quarter with seven minutes left. Yukon with the ball right now.
1: You do you, MTSU.
0: And that uh, just got picked off. So MTSU just picked off <laughs> UConn right now.
1: Okay. Um although now that I'm thinking about the John Oliver episode, you know I'll I'll end it here. But one thing that he mentioned, which was really cool, because I've been following this as well, um, is something called Yellow's Marble Race. Marble What's races. That? Those I are absolutely that. incredible, and I highly recommend them. <laughs>
0: Okay, the YouTube channel based on the Netherlands, run by Yellen. You know, based around the game of Marvels, Marvel runs and Marvel races.
1: They, I'm a huge Oceanics fan. Uh, those, those are the those. That's my team, even though they haven't been really successful. Uh, but those are, that's my team right there.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I have to see this now. (laughs) Okay. Oh, they have a stadium and everything. That's great. Mm -hmm.
1: And they have fans as well.
0: (laughs) A photo finish. This is great. World's leading Marvel Sports event. Wow. <laughs> the, the Haze Amaze. They've got their own like clubs and fans. Yeah,
1: they've got the Hazers, you've got the O-Rangers, oh, o- wow. uh, Mellow Yellow, um, I'm trying to think of who some of the others are. Um, team Primary. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And they actually... Um, you know, they've really gained wide recognition. I mean, they had been popular before, but they've kind of shot through the roof... Um, recently because of all this I've been following them for probably probably two or probably like three or four years look
0: at the Halloween course yep (laughs) that's great
1: and you know they just finished up a couple of weeks uh, like a month or so ago they finished up the inaugural Marbula one (laughs) <laughs> Which, if you look that up, that's pretty good. Uh, it has um, kind of like Formula One race courses. And um, they actually got this... They asked permission from Formula One itself to use the name Marbula One because they didn't want uh, so to get French. in trouble. And they yeah. they got the permission from F1. And as a matter of fact, now they're sort of in collaboration uh, with uh, f1's uh, electric car variant um, they have marbles that represent each of the different teams they have matching colors um, and one of the official um, marble or uh, I forget what it's called um, but the elect- electric f1, uh, one of their official commentators comments on the on the races. Wow, and actually so this is Marbula one, so it wasn't the inaugural season, but um this is what Marbula One is
0: and who made this
1: uh it's It's a couple of brothers out in Netherlands Wow, and they just... they, they do all this by themselves and then they have a they have an American to commentate the races. Wow, this is and great. He d- he does a great job. The commentator does. Yep, uh, they have their own fandom wiki. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm like a sure s- Reddit
0: page, I'm assuming too.
1: Oh yeah, and they have their own uh, Discord as well. Um, you know, like I said. Uh, you know, my favorite team is you'll if you look in there is the Oceanics. Uh, but you've got uh, some of the teams. I'll just list through. You've got Balls of Chaos, Bumblebees, Chocolatiers, cr- uh, Crazy Cat's Eyes, Green Ducks, the Hazers, Hornets, Indigo Stars, Jawbreakers, Jungle Jumpers, Cobalts, Limers, Mellow Yellow, Midnight Wisps, Minty Maniacs, or Rangers. They're orange. So it's, but yeah. they have all, and all the, uh, all of the players, players, the athletes, have different names um, that are related. So you've got the 2020 team, you've got Clementin, uh Kinawin, Mandarin, Tangerine, and or, uh, Orangin. <laughs> um, or like for my team, the Oceanics um you've got aqua sea shore ocean and bay um and a former athlete was tied so they all have uh, relevant names it's it's just fantastic
0: I- i'm grinning from ear to ear <laughs> about this now I've de- i have never i you have opened up a whole new world to me, <laughs> and I'm watching these best races right now. And like, I'm like, oh, oh my god, he overtook them.
1: <laughs> this I, is great. Seriously, you just need to you just need to dive in and watch. Just watch last season's Marbula One. Um, it's great, and then they're having another uh, Marble League series, which uh, is a renaming of. It's the type of stuff you do in the backyard as a kid. Exactly, yeah. but to a whole new level. Um, so they used to have the Marble Olympics, um, but it was renamed to the Marble League. Uh, I'm assuming because
0: of... the Olympics probably were like, that's too close to our name. Cause
1: they're... Maybe. I'm not sure.
0: Well, the Olympics is pretty. Uh, like. Uh, let's see, anal about usage of yeah. the name and likeness and logos and all that. So you know,
1: I'm just saying. Um. So yeah, so uh, they put out a you know a request for um, the, Yellow the Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out kind of a, an ad asking people they needed. Uh, some monetary support for the season yeah. and um, you know they needed one major sponsor and a couple of side sponsors and uh, John Oliver came through wow um, yeah,
0: John Oliver's pretty good about that and supporting sports and things like that he's 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 a fan
1: definitely um, saw that episode of Oh, hi Orbania. uh Is it Orbania or Orbania? I, I hope one of those is correctly pronounced.
0: Or Orbania.
1: Orbania. That's Orbania. another one.
0: Orbania. So give it a little Latin flavor to it.
1: <laughs> Either works. All right. will uh, I'll I'll call you Orban uh, Orbania. Um. So he didn't. I'm say... so happy
0: this exists. <laughs> 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 I, it's like, oh my god, my mind is blown. Cease either one. Um, see Wow, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's mesmerizing, really. Like
1: and you, you would, know what? You would
0: think like, like if you told it to somebody from like, like if you described it to somebody without ha- without showing it to them. <laughs> It's like you it's think like, it's crazy, kind of, right? What kind of BS is this? You know, what, what what are they doing this type of stuff? But it's almost like describing hockey to somebody. It's like you got to see it in order to get it, and now that exactly. I'm seeing it, I'm getting it.
1: But here, so he didn't say how much he was paying to sponsor the whole thing, mm-hmm. but he said that. So the Mar, uh, so the Marbula League. Uh, or marble uh, Marble League. Um, so you've got like a relay event there. Yeah. Um, so Marble League, how it is? It's it's kind of like the Olympics. So you have uh, you know winners of each event who get certain amount of points, and then you have an overall winner at the end. So the so last week tonight for for the winner of every individual event. They will be donating five thousand dollars in the team's name to a food bank, and then so, twenty thousand dollars will go to the international, international rescue committee on behalf of the overall champion.
0: So, now the players are these like people that send in their personal marbles, and I don't know, Mm-mm. I don't know how this works.
1: No, they, the brothers, they, they, they've created somehow, this.
0: They've created this lore and this, I guess...
1: Exactly. That. Um, like there you've got the O-Rangers just absolutely blistering pace there. Not even close. <laughs> um, the O-Rangers fans over there. So yeah, it's it's an incredible thing. Um, I highly, it's, it's addictive. I'll tell you, it's absolutely addictive and you know, you would never, never in a million years, I promise, never in a million years would you think you could get so emotionally invested Mm -hmm. in Marvels, but they've got a huge following. Um, let me see here.
0: So those sponsors on the sides of their stadium, those are the ones that... Those are real. Those are real.
1: I think so. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yella's Marvel runs does have a Reddit and they have uh, 22,000 subscribers. Wow.
0: This is beautiful. (laughs) I, I almost like when all this is said and done with the the whole quarantine and all that stuff Mm -hmm. i almost want like these guys to like go on tour in a way it's like oh it's the miami open or whatever (laughs) that would be great you know And, and like people pay for their their trips and i don't know somebody offers them like a piece of their property or something to 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 put like a race on like if you're in Denver, Colorado, like, they'll just put it up against a mountain or something. Or if they're Miami, they go on along the beach and set up a course like that. Or uh, New York, like, in the middle of, like, well, I don't know if they can do it in Times Square, but it's <laughs> something like that. Right. I
1: this mean, certainly, great. I mean, he, they got the John Oliver bump. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows how many of those 22,000 uh, became became aware of them just after the show. Um, yes, they were on ESPN 8, The Ocho. Um, that is true. Um, so they do have a bit of a cult following, but I imagine now that this is literally only it's the only thing basically going on that they're following is going to grow yeah. exponentially.
0: I'm sure um, people try to watch this ironically. It's like, yeah, let's just let's just watch one of these. And they're not like, that was pretty damn good. I'm, I'm going to
1: hit that subscribe button right now. And I they mean, sell merch. They
0: sell merch, they too. They
1: do. They do sell merchandise. They sell hats. They sell shirts. They sell sweaters. They sell... Uh, decals of the different logo, uh, team logos. Um, yeah, I started. Well, I don't remember when I first watched, but I watched it sort of out of a curiosity. But I was like almost immediately just enamored with it, and then almost as soon after that happened, I said, "I need, to, I need to pick a team. I need to throw my support behind <laughs> someone." Um, and me being a big fan of the ocean of swimming of water um you know i jumped to the oceanics even though in this particular race c came in last and was eliminated but it's it's a beautiful thing i love it
0: this is and this is something like you can i mean you can have you can watch this with kids yeah and just be like yeah we're let's oceanics let's. Let's, uh, let's, (laughs) let's, let's sit down and watch the new series that just came out today or something. Oh, this, oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. I, I like how they've designed the stadium. Yeah. How just meticulous and like the details in what they've created here. crazy cat's eyes. <laughs> and all the
1: all the names are based savage speeders. All the names Time are pride. based Oh, I see. All the names are based on the chaos uh, zone <laughs> like chaos reign. <laughs> and they you know they they throw you know very realistic stuff in there like for instance they had a false start so you know, builds the tension a little bit. So the 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 brothers, you know, they they take it seriously and they do a really good job with it.
0: Yeah, it's funny how you can do stuff like this, and you know, you may have do you may have done it for like a lark or something. It's they they might have done it that way too. It's like let's just do this and see what happens. But then like it's like you know what, this is working, and uh, and they they just put all of their effort into it. I'm sure it was a hobby that they were doing before, prior to this.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Broadcast it to the world. As uh I'm sure a lot of people have found different things to do with the pandemic. Uh, to occupy their time that they probably wouldn't have done normally. Right. Uh you know, you, you know I've been doing the baseball broadcasts mm-hmm. for and I've mes- I, I spent yesterday like looking at the team records and everything and i'm like okay so i've done 21 broadcasts and let's see the marlins are four and two the yankees are three and two and i started lining up the records and stuff uh so it's not like like this stuff becomes real to you eventually yeah (laughs) by the way the rays are not doing so hot they're (laughs) one and four but that might be partially my fault because I keep using the 2002 Tampa Bay Devil Race and that team was not particularly good.
1: They were not that good.
0: So I probably have to throw in a,
1: a any oh, team. Look, we've got we've got debris on the field, uh, debris <laughs> on the track, so that that paused things a little bit.
0: I have to use any Rays team from 2008 onwards, and I'll have and they'll have better luck, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh man,
1: <laughs> a photo finish. Wow. So yeah, that's, yeah, look at that. That's, we're talking millimeters right there. <laughs> One, 100th <one-hundredth laughs> of at a the sec- graphics
0: that they've created. <laughs> they've got the time down. Wow. They've got the points.
1: Yeah, they they don't half-ass it. They
0: <laughs> look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay uh wow this this show has taken a turn i <laughs> want to see what number one is uh oh, i went to an ad that's a perfect place to put an ad actually so that's good on them yeah okay let me see what number one is marble rally 2019 e6 spectacular overtaking action oh like let's take a look at this
1: spectacular overtaking action
0: And I like on the bottom they have like the time lapse, yeah. and the uh, the amounts uh, the races has left to go with the meter on the bottom. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like I'm serious. They, this is this is professional quality stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real.
1: Which you would certainly not expect out of out of marble racing, but it's. It's a beautiful thing.
0: I mean, when you get your audience, you get your audience. Yeah. So they've, you know, you know, what's uh, our baseball broadcast? I I stumbled upon a pretty like small, but hardcore contingent of baseball fans in Russia. Really? Uh, yeah. That they, they get together. They, well, I guess not nowadays, but they get together. They plan like baseball games and stuff together. They, they follow what's going on in the major leagues. Like, you wouldn't think, like, baseball in Russia, but they're there, and they watch what I spew, and they're like, this American, he knows what he's talking about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> First off, I'm technically not American. And s- <laughs> second of all, <laughs> uh, I am not Gary Thorne. <laughs> it's always funny when uh, I-, I mute the announcers, and it's like one of the professional guys, like Gary Thorne or – right. Um, um, I forgot who else was it? John Campbell or something, just somebody professional. It's like, uh, yep, it's totally me. <laughs> and uh, oh man, look at that. <laughs> That's the finish. I'll, and the, even the meter turns like yellow and red towards the end of it. That's pretty cool. Wow, they've thought of everything. <laughs> Wow, this has been a fantastic 20 minutes. (laughs) It's a 20-minute video, but it's been... I'm like, I'm totally engaged, and there they are. Thanks for watching. Selling their merch. Uh, The legend, I guess. Uh, Amazing marble races. I guess other people have tried to do it, too, for Becca's marble runs. So there Mm -hmm. you go. All right. Well... Uh, they got ja- Well, of course, they got Hot Wheels too. People, I know people who do that, because my my nephew watches some of that on his iPad on YouTube Kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, people just setting up their marble or not their marble, but their Hot Wheels tracks and going ham with the the results and stuff. That's pretty cool. This mm-hmm. this is great. The Marbula One season one all races. It's an hour and six minutes of just straight up. <laughs> marble races so if anybody wants to watch that it's there and I might I probably might do that tonight <laughs> we are gonna bookmark that one well Andrew <laughs> we were talking about hockey but we just ended up here and I'm okay with that Uh, well where do we go from here dude we're 44 minutes in we we don't plan on going a full episode or full two hours
1: here. I don't know this this kind of changed things a little bit. You know we may still not reach the full hour, but you know this definitely added a lot more to the runtime. Um,
0: I mean we I I can kind of get some of the smaller stuff out of the way. Maybe you can think of something else we can look at that may not even be like professional North American sports related, but. I don't know, something a little like this too. Uh so let me let me do that, alright?
1: Okay. And, uh, if
0: you if you think of anything, we'll look it up and we'll watch it and we'll just be like and you and you'll mesmerize me like you've done with this marble <laughs> racing gear.
1: Well I mean I did something, not know this existed. Well something that we could do, um, I don't know how much time Freddie has left, but he sent us um updated Sure. Updated, uh, bowl projections.
0: So, did you, where'd you send that to me on the... Facebook. Did you send it to me yet, or...
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, here we go. There we go. Give me a second. My computer will not explode. So I'm really glad about that. I can actually save this and not worry that everything will just crash and burn like it did prior
1: to this. Freddy says Hello, that I'm good for how longer, however long you need me. So actually, let's push him, I guess, to the second hour because That's we fine. can spend a I, lot of time on I'll, this.
0: I just downloaded it right now. I can talk about... I had a Hall of Famer lined up.
1: All right, let's talk so, about that then.
0: So yesterday, yesterday I did a... Um, so I I finally got the new graphics working here mm-hmm. on our well there's our new let's haul y'all screen here. But I, I did a a game between the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. The Orioles destroyed the Twins 9 to 2 yesterday at Target Field. It was uh not very close and and one Hall of Famer that was on the Twins that you kind of forget he was on the Twins. Uh, and uh, it's Jim Tomei.
1: That's right. He was briefly on the Twins.
0: Yeah, Jim Tomme made a lot of stops in his baseball career. Everybody kind of, you know, we all primarily think of him on the Cleveland Indians. You know, that's that's the team mm-hmm. that he went in as a as a Hall of Famer on his Hall of Fame plaque. That's uh, the block C is on his cap there. Uh, not Chief Wahoo because he is a uh, he's a good man. That's that's for sure. Uh, well, Jim Tomme teach-
1: he did two stints with with the Indians so and it
0: yeah it did make sense that he could have the block C towards the end right so uh let's see so James Howard Toby first baseman designated hitter third baseman bad lefty of course through righty 6 foot 4 250 pounds from Peoria Illinois and Look at this, he wore, before with the Indians, 91 through 90, uh, when he came up, he wore number 59, so he was 10 away from a very nice number. <laughs> uh, he wore number 6 later on in that 91 season, and then, of course, he went to his iconic 25, which he wore for the rest of his career with the Indians, the Phillies, the White Sox, the Dodgers. Yeah, this is a forgetful one. I I forgot that he played for the Dodgers briefly. The LA Dodgers. He played a couple of seasons in Minnesota. And he ended his career with the Baltimore Orioles. So it's like, wow. Like, you just. You, you didn't think that he would go through that that trajectory, but uh, that's what he did. I mean, he, he even went back to Philadelphia uh, at the end of his career in 2012. So he's, he signed with the, the Phillies and then he ended up in Baltimore. But. Uh, unfortunately, he never got a chance to win a World Series. Uh, or he actually had the chance. He just didn't, you know, that the Indians didn't get it done.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they lost in 95 to the Braves. They lost in 97 to the Marlins. And uh, he never got anywhere close after that. He remember his his injury with the Phillies back in 2005 is what opened up the spot for Ryan Howard mm. to take over for him. And the Phillies suddenly didn't need Jim Tomey at first base. They unloaded him off to the Chicago White Sox. And a couple years later, the Phillies win the World Series in 08. So uh, Tomei wasn't part of that team. Uh, he was part of the 2008 White Sox, and they they traded for Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. So, and I think they they won the Central Division that year. I think they won in like a one-game playoff too. So, it was a very interesting trajectory to his career. But I mean, there's there's no mistake about his credentials. I mean, uh one of the few guys to hit 600 home runs. Finished with 612 at 276 batting average, which is not bad at all for a power hitter. Right. Uh 23 2328 hits a career wins above replacement of 72.9 that's pretty darn high up there i mean he's a 402 on base percentage so he's he's on base 40% of the time i mean this is he only stole 19 bases in his entire career so that's 22 years and he only stole 19 bases but uh, sure. you're not looking for that that big guy to to rob base is there so that's that's fine by me and yeah man and and i guess a general consensus about among everybody is that he's just an all-around good guy
1: yeah um you know big thing a huge moment for him was his i think it was his 600th home run Mm -hmm. uh was a walk-off grand slam
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was epic.
1: Maybe it was his five hundredth.
0: Well I think he Uh no no no,
1: it was his five hundredth.
0: Five hundredth, okay. But I think when he got to six hundred, I think he hit two
1: it was a multi home run game.
0: When yeah. he got his six hundredth. And... Yeah, it
1: was his five hundredth home run was a walk off grand slam. Mm. Uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's incredible.
0: I think he I think he holds and i may i hope i'm not wrong about this but i think he holds the major league record for most walk-off home runs
1: i think he does now that i think about it i think he
0: had like 12 of them over the course of his career because i remember watching and this is another thing i've been doing in uh in the in the lockdown i've been watching old baseball highlights just Uh of everything from managers getting ejected which is always fun to baseball brawls which are always fun too and mm-hmm. I saw Jim Tomeys, and I think they had like all twelve of his walk-off home runs,
1: yep, in his career. That's clutch. Yeah. Now, so here's something interesting. Uh, you know, there are a few thing, few, I guess, you know, accomplishments in baseball where, excuse me, where getting into it is almost assuredly. Uh, you know, getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Um, 600 home runs is one of those. Of course. Um, With certain exceptions. I mean, there have been nine, yeah, still nine players that have hit 600 or more home runs uh, in order. You've got Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Alex Rodriguez, Billy Mays, Albert Pujols, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey. And uh, Sammy Sosa, all right. of them, with the exception of Bonds, Rodriguez, Hujols, who's still active but is, barring some sort of major controversy, is guaranteed to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, you know, I know we had mentioned, I think it's... it was us, we mentioned that he is seeing kind of a downturn in his production lately.
0: Well, it's not just us. It's, uh, well, we talked about it last episode, right? About players affected by this pandemic or, or and players that might actually benefit from it. Older guys who maybe could use a year off. Right. To come back. But then of course a year off might mean more rust on them and, and just one, one more, uh, or they just can't, they're just age badly. And pull is one of them. He's one of those. What if, Guys, that we kind of don't know where it's gonna go. Um, he's had his surgery, so maybe it'll just make him recover from that, and he'll just end up being good. By the way, Middle Tennessee State is up fifteen to nine in this game. <laughs> I'm looking in the corner here.
1: Interesting score. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, you know, Pujols. You know, despite his his uh, reduced production in the past few seasons, you know, he's getting into the Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. He's definitely one of the greatest players to ever play. I mean, that's when he was playing with the Cardinals, he was unstoppable. Right. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the Cardinals gave him some magic powers or whatever, but, you know, it's just his production, especially his few years in the first I mean, few years in the league, or just it, second to none.
0: It was his first 10 seasons, or yeah. first
1: 11 seasons. He just, he was just good. Yeah. You know? But, um, Getting back to my main point, if you hit 600 home runs, unless you took steroids, who are the only ones out of it, excluding Pujols, who's active, you got Bond Rodriguez and Sosa, uh, all of whom have been tied to steroids, but everyone else is in the Hall of Fame. Right. And actually, now that I'm looking back, um, you know, even actually 500 home runs. We'll get you in. The only ones out of the top, out of the top uh, 27 um, who are the 500 home run hitters. The only ones that haven't made it in are, you know, Bonds, Rodriguez, Sosa, McGuire, Rafael Palmero, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, uh, and Gary Sheffield. Now, obviously, you know. Bonds, Rodriguez, Sosa all of those choir. guys
0: that you've mentioned outside of Pujols, um, all have some sort of link to some type of PED.
1: Correct. Um, you know, even David Ortiz. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of look past it now, and he'll probably get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, the only reason he's not in is his five years haven't elapsed yet. I. Um, I've...
0: I feel like, and and this is this is an interesting uh, conversation we're having now. I feel like if you let David Ortiz in, you have
1: to let the others in.
0: Exactly, because it's like David Ortiz, clutch batter, of course. Uh, probably came up big in the postseason. Probably the greatest designated hitter of all time.
1: Yeah, it's He's, it's it's close between him and uh Edgar and, Martinez.
0: Yeah, Ed Martinez didn't wasn't the power hitter that Ortiz was. Edgar Martinez but was But he was freaking a, clutch. Yeah. Exactly. Um but either way, it's it's him and him and Ortiz. But if you let Ortiz in, then you have to let Alex Rodriguez in. Right. Then you have to let you ha, you especially have to let Barry Bonds in because most people I would say most people believe that Barry Bonds pre, let's say pre 2000 was a hall of famer at that point. Yeah. And everything else he did afterwards was uh, to establish himself as the greatest player to ever play. To age gracefully because uh performance and en- en- enhancing drugs help with the aging process, help you not break down as much or help you recover from injuries. Right. Um that allowed him to just cha- take his skills, which were already on a ridiculous level, and just propel him to the stratosphere. Right. So his his great plate discipline, his ability to uh, just hit anywhere on the field just it got, became exponentially greater once he did that. And it was the, the power numbers most especially.
1: And, but you know, the thing is.
0: And, and, and that's the question with regards to Alex Rodriguez. For me, it's like, is A-Rod – the same type of player that Pujols, not that Pujols, but that Bonds was. I'm like, I don't know. I, I have my suspicions that A-Rod might have taken PEDs earlier throughout his career, and that might knock him down. Mm-hmm. And then then you have your your Mark Maguire's and Sammy Sosa's, which is also kind of super controversial because it's like, Their, I don't even know, I don't know if you call it sacrifice, but their their 1998 season, there are guys in the, Bud Seelig is in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So if Bud Seelig is in there, two of the guys that helped Bud Seelig get in are Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in that '98 season. So they have to have some sort of recognition of those two guys and their performances, from from I I, get, I would say even starting from ninety seven and uh, through ninety nine. That's you know that's my that's how, that's how I'm looking
1: at it. Mm-hmm. And he was in Backyard Baseball two thousand one. <laughs>
0: Imagine a roided-out kid in that game. That'd be pretty funny.
1: You know, I actually found I found an emulator that supports Backyard Baseball 2001, so I've been playing that a little bit.
0: Oh, I have it. All right, I haven't downloaded it, but I'm pretty sure I could find it. Um, okay, so we're at the halfway point. Normally, I don't know if this is going to be our halfway halfway point. We might have just been past it. But let's. Uh, how about we do a little. Word from our non-sponsors, all right? I'm game.
1: Okay, let's... I'll start this week. Sure. Um, well, I guess I'll start with the obvious, and that's Yellow's Marble Runs.
0: That's your... Really?
1: Yeah. Oh, they've, okay. They've, they've provided me with so much uh, joy over the past couple of years, especially right now. Um, I mean, I guess that's low-hanging fruit, so I do have another one. Um so my other one uh would be something called cookie clicker.
0: Cookie clicker.
1: Correct. Okay, um
0: search for that one.
1: It's what's called an idle game, I D L E, and what it is, it's one of those um games where you can just kind of leave it running to its own devices. Um and it'll keep you know advancing you. Uh, the object of this game is to bake as many cookies as you can.
0: Okay so is it this first link here cookie clicker net? Uh yeah. Okay just wanna make sure I'm not stumbling into something <laughs> different. Oh okay.
1: So how does this work? Um well you click the cookie on the left.
0: Okay. And an even keep...
1: unlocked wake and bake. <laughs> yeah. Um you just keep clicking until eventually on the right uh, on the right side of the screen you'll see something pop up which allows you to buy a um yep, yeah, cursor. So you click that and what that'll do is uh it'll automatically click for you. And that kind of, that kind of begins it. You also can unlock grandma who will do some baking for you.
0: Okay. I'm putting my Mario Party skills to the test here. I'm <laughs> clicking super quickly.
1: It gets addictive. I I won't lie.
0: Okay, so I can buy a cursor our clicks every 10 seconds, okay.
1: Right. And then if you buy multiple cursors, they'll click on a rotating basis. Um, So like, let's say you have 10 cursors, that means you'll get one click every second.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Does that make sense?
0: Uh, Yeah, it does make sense. So I could buy another cursor right now.
1: So that means you'd I get one to. click every five seconds. Oh. And then if you get to 100, I th- you would get 10 clicks every second.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this is very different you have opened up my world to alternative forms of entertainment
1: <laughs> so that'll that's my non-sponsor this week is uh is cookie clicker i'm currently i currently have 803 trillion cookies in my bank oh my god uh, and i'm i'm creating 44.3 billion cookies per second <laughs> Uh, I won't su- boil the surprise further, but it's a lot of fun, and the uh, the sorts of stuff you can unlock and buy... You can buy
0: multiple grandmas, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many grandmothers can you have?
1: Unlimited. I currently have 130.
0: <laughs> and then you can get a farm, and then... Some other stuff. I like a factory, and this looks like a factory.
1: Yeah. Wow. It just keeps going and going.
0: (laughs) Uh, Indentured servitude, grandma. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. How did you find this?
1: Uh, one of the RCFB mods uh, turned me onto it, and I don't know where they found it, but I just leave this running um, during the day. And
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Middle Tennessee is beating UConn twenty-four to twelve. Now it is now the third quarter, a minute twenty-two left. And I believe the Blue Raiders have the ball.
1: So anyway, right. that's my non-sponsor. Um, ooh, let's think of a good promo code. Um, I guess promo code indentured grandmas. I don't know.
0: <laughs> indentured grandmas. Okay, I, I will accept that one. Thank you, Andrew. I'll have this running in the background. <laughs> um, well, then. <laughs> uh, mine is going to be uh, probably one I should have done last week, but I chose not to, and I'll just I'll do it this week. Let me just get the search screen back to this. Alright, so. My non sponsor is the Cyber Power PC! Nice! So there you are. Get your game on. Play hard, share, stream, and code. Get high res with no lag. Mega tasks seamlessly. PC gaming is better than ever, and the future looks even more exciting with Intel technology. So, yes, I bought one of these Cyber Power PCs. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact one that I have. I bought it on Amazon. I believe mine is... Uh... This one. There we go. The RX 5700 XT. That's Windows 10. It has all those fancy lights and gizmos on the inside, but those are just fancy lights that don't really do anything except make it look nice and fancy. Uh... And make and turns me into Triple XXX 42069. Whenever I play that, but uh, and it comes with uh, a cool mouse that also has LEDs in it and a gaming piece, uh, a gaming PC keyboard. I don't have the fancy chairs or anything like that yet. I probably should at some point that way I don't destroy my back. But this, I mean, this thing is just, uh. I've been enjoying it. I mean, really, just for uh, doing stuff like we're doing today. Just it makes everything so much easier and simpler. Um, I'm not worried about it exploding. I'm taking very good care of it. Like right right now, only 4.6 percent of the CPU's power is being used. While we're broadcasting this, while that game is going on in that corner there, on my other ge- my other laptop. That would be at 100%. The thing would be almost on fire.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, Andrew, you've seen it and you've heard it too. You've heard mm-hmm. my laptop just act like it is about to explode. Um, I think it, it, it was basically on the verge of doing so a few times. But this, this PC just handles everything so seamlessly and simple and easy it's 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 easy to set up you just it's like any other windows pc that you get just the initial setup at the beginning with your you know your microsoft account and all that stuff and that's it from there uh i've got xbox running on this uh i have a i'm kind of wavering on whether i want to get game pass although it's it looks like a good deal um I think the Epic Game Store has Gantheft Auto 5 for free right now. But that requires me to download and install the Epic Games Store, and I don't know if I feel like doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I do have my Steam account, which I have resurrected for the first time in a while. <laughs> and uh, I'm still paying off this PC. Uh, it, I got it for a deal on Amazon. It is not the $1,500 that you see on the TV screen here. Thank goodness gracious. <laughs> I got it when it was like half off. And I was like, I got to get this now. Because if I don't, I may not see this price ever again. And I, I'm i very happy with my purchase. So, I don't know what to say, dude. I mean, you, whoever's watching this, you guys can clearly see the difference between our past broadcasts and our current broadcast. It's its night and day. It's a higher resolution. It's a higher frame rate. It's just better. Everything's just better. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that I've been doing this, and uh, thank you, Freddy, for confirming that. Um, I really, I've really just been taking advantage of it by playing some old GameCube games, which is like, kind of, and these PS2 games. It's like counterintuitive to getting a gaming PC. Usually people do it to play the the latest and greatest games but uh, I like my old school video games and seeing PS2 and GameCube games running at 4k 60 frames per second I don't know how you can beat that dude I don't know how you can beat uh, playing uh, games that I've never played before or games that I play all the time but just with a fresh coat of paint it's it's as close as you can get, especially for a lot of games that probably won't see a remake, like Final Fantasy VII uh, just mm-hmm. had. But some games may not see a remake. We're all waiting on that Sonic Adventure remake, Sega, and you guys won't make it. So, I guess this is my next alternative. Anyways, the the CyberPower Gaming PC, it's it's fantastic. If you uh, it, it does everything, I'm not a I'm not that tech wizard with regards to gaming PCs. I don't know what all the gizmos and gadgets are inside. I don't know what a a 1080 Ti or whatever the heck those graphics cards are called. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know what a teraflop means. But, <laughs> uh, they make it easy for you. You just buy this. They do it for you. I know some people are like, oh, you can get a better deal, whatever. Listen, I pay for the convenience and it's conveniently working for me right now, so... Promo code, uh, teraflop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that's that's it for me there. Well, Andrew,
1: I, I say we should move on to. Uh, I say we should move on to Freddy's projections.
0: Okay, so uh, look at the score right now: thirty-two to twelve. MTSE over Yukon.
1: Go Blue Raiders! Murfreesboro. Murphy, Murphy.
0: I, I. That, it's such a weird name, right?
1: You
0: I feel keep like wanting, saying Murfreesboro because, like, I keep, yeah, I
1: keep wanting to say Murfreesboro, but it's Murfreesboro.
0: Yeah. So anyway, let me see if I could pull that up. Give me a second. Uh, cancel. Let's see how am I going to do this. Image. I'll call the image Freddy.
1: So, Freddy, I'm going to ask you to run through these. Uh, what sort of changes uh, since the last one you gave us uh, probably two, three there weeks ago now at this point? Ah, here we go. Let me see if I can pull them up and compare. Maybe I can see it for myself. I know he said that FIU now is bowl eligible. They're
0: eligible. Uh... All right, so let me... So. Bear with me here. I'm trying to get this to zoom. Uh, The issue I am finding with this is that the higher resolution means things are little smaller for me to handle on this, so I'm trying to work with that. But either way, I'm very happy with this PC. The higher resolution is a blessing and not a curse. That's
1: <laughs> sure.
0: All right, so uh, let's see. Can I? Uh,
1: Can I this so I've made a couple of changes to to a couple of changes to a couple games, winners and losers, and I had to move teams around based on that. Um so let's see. All right. here.
0: I think I got
1: it now. So he now has let's go, I guess bowl by bowl here. Last time he had MTSU and Kent State in the Bahamas Bowl. Now he has FIU and Ball State. Um also keeping bowls uh, teams out of bowls they were in last year. Gotcha. Uh because Bowls try to avoid uh, double dipping a team into in back to back seasons. Mm. Um, Frisco Bowl, he now has Temple and SDSU. Oh, and let me say who he's projecting to win said bowls. Um, he added winners this time. So he's got Ball State over FIU in the Bahamas Bowl, he's got Temple over SDSU in the Frisco Bowl. BYU over Colorado State in the New Mexico Bowl, uh, Ohio over Arkansas State in the Cure Bowl. Um, looks like Georgia Southern over Charlotte in the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, Troy over Akron in the Camellia Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State over Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. That's a shocker. I was not expecting that. Because Utah was was a game away from being in the in the college football playoff last year, but they just got destroyed in the Pac-12 championship, uh, thus ending their run. That's interesting to behold. Um, And Mississippi State, of course, was. Man, what was their record last year? They were not good, and they were beneficiaries of uh, losing a lot of twenty-nineteen production. So that's a lot of production they're losing if they're going to go from nearly making the playoff to the freaking Las Vegas Bowl. Team Mississippi State. I think they were weren't bowl eligible last year. Mike Leach, right. They do add Mike Leach. Um, let's see, what was there no, I don't want 2020 and one 2019. Yeah, they were six and seven. Uh, so they were bill eligible. They made it to the uh, Music City Bowl against Louisville and lost 38-28. Uh, they were beneficiaries only reason, the only reason they were a bowl eligible, the only reason is thanks to, I forget his name, but it was a boneheaded move by a player from Ole Miss who, oh, uh, do you remember the this? The Piss
0: and Kiss, the, the, the Piss and Miss.
1: Yes. Um, the yeah. Piss and Miss, that's I correct. I
0: watching that game with my, my brother-in-law.
1: The uh, only the reason, the only reason that Mississippi State was bowl yep. eligible is because of the piss and miss. Yep. The only reason. This is one of the craziest things I have ever seen in college college football, let alone one that I saw live. Um, yeah, that's... There are... There are are two accomplishments they're short of having a good season and you know you know making it to a good bowl game you know making it to a New Year's 6 bowl there are two major accomplish, three major accomplishments a college football team wants in any particular season hmm. first off the lowest tier is just plain old bowl eligibility next you want to get to a better bowl then you want to win your conference, or even just your division, then you want to win your conference, and then you want to get to you know the college, uh, the college football playoff or New Year's Six. Somewhere, it, and it depends on the season, but somewhere always in that continuum is beating your rival. In this case, yeah. Ole Miss' sworn enemy... Is Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl, which is always held the last the?
0: Can I can I can I interject here a bit?
1: Absolutely.
0: So tomorrow, I don't know if you're up for doing another college baseball game, but I've been reading about great college baseball rivalries, uh-huh. and Mississippi versus Mississippi State is just as contentious in baseball as it is in football. Really, in I can everything.
1: see that. I can so, see that. I mean, uh, the Red
0: Revel rivalry is still as contentious as well. Uh, it's a, there's no love loss with regards to the changing of sports. It is cutthroat as ever in every sport, really.
1: That's, so. the, that's the mark of a true rivalry. It's one thing to just be rivals on the football field. It's another to be rivals on the court, on the diamond. Uh, you know, in some sports, you know, in the gym, uh, you know, gymnastics, yeah, the SEC has gymnastics teams, uh, you know, on the golf course, uh, um, in the pool, you name it. I um, mean, yeah,
0: Ohio State-Michigan is the same thing in hockey,
1: so... You've got, um, oh, and this is great news, the border, uh, the border war between Mizzou and Kansas is starting up again, thank God so what happened was both teams used to be in the Big 12 but due to the conference realignment in the early 2010s um, Mizzou ended up moving over to the SEC along with Texas A&M because of that well for one thing that killed the Texas Texas A&M rivalry which is definitely one of the top rivalries in in all of sports, not just uh, not just not just college sports, mm-hmm. um, and then you lost the border war, which it dates back to the freaking Civil War, <laughs> not necessarily in football, but in just you know Kansas and and Missouri, the state uh, were sworn enemies during the during the Civil War, so that naturally carried over to the playing field. Um. So it's, I'm am glad to see that Mizzou and Kansas are uh, setting aside one, uh, two games. Uh, I forget what years they're setting aside a couple of games. Actually, I can look that up right now. Um, Mizzou. Uh, man. Let's see. Conference, Big 12, Kansas. So they're playing, wow, it's really far down the road. They're playing at Mizzou at Faro Field uh, on September 6, 2025. And then they're playing at Kansas over in, I forget the name of the stadium, but... Uh, they're out in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, they're going to be playing there on September 12, twenty twenty-six. But anyway, I'm—I've yeah, gone it, it right
0: here too.
1: I've got way off on a tangent. Um, but let me go back to what we're really here for, which is uh, Freddie's projections. Um, ULL Louisiana Lafayette is going to essentially be in a home game for the New Orleans Bowl um, against Rice. Uh, He has uh, Louisiana uh, going over them. I
0: just want another interject. Texas and Rice have a great baseball rivalry too.
1: Yes, they do. Um,
0: Both teams are almost always good at
1: baseball. Yeah, well, Rice has had been of a downturn recently. I've talked to a couple of Rice fans, but they—they're very good. Back in the mid two thousands, they actually won it all. I think in two thousand four.
0: Yeah,
1: something like that. Um, so yeah, and uh, so let's see. So over in the Gasparilla Bowl, he has Cincinnati over UAB. He has my UCF Knights going back to the Aloha Aloha Stadium over in Honolulu. Ten wins for. 10 wins for Rice. Unbelievable. That's crazy. I swear, I swear, Freddie, you should put that in the RCFB Discord. Put that as your hot take for the year. Um, that would be like a major... I don't know, maybe Rutgers winning 10 games <laughs> would be a bigger, <laughs> bigger hot take. But Rice getting 10 wins is pretty good. I like
0: how that that sentence that he wrote can be taken out of context. I'm very high on
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, he has UCF. Uh, UCF last played in the Hawaii Bowl in 2005 against Nevada. Uh, lost on a last-second missed field goal from Matt Prater, who you may or may not know. Matt Prater is one of the best uh, kickers in NFL history. Currently holds the record for the longest uh, regular season uh, or playoff So during the season, we're not talking preseason. Um, field goal. I think it's at 64 yards, uh, or maybe maybe he's tied. I think maybe someone uh, tied him. Uh, Independence Bowl. He has Southern Miss over Army. He has FSU over uh, Central Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl. Duke over Navy in the Military Bowl. Uh, Pitt over Nebraska in the Pinstripe Bowl. Nebraska going bowling. Interesting. Uh, Maybe it took... Maybe Frost's uh, rebuild finally is taking shape. Um, LSU over Baylor in the Texas Bowl. Virginia Tech. That's a big fall from national champions to uh, to Texas Bowl. And yes, I know they lost Joe Burrow in a lot of production, but still... Um, Virginia Tech over Arizona State in the Holiday Bowl. Kansas State over Fresno State in the much-beloved Cheez-It Bowl. Um, if you look at their fir- the first iteration of the Cheez-It Bowl, you'll see why people love it so much. Oklahoma State over Syracuse in the Camping World Bowl. Uh, oh. My. God. <laughs> Freddie's got Tam U, Texas A&M against Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Wow. That would be amazing. The first time they've played each other since 2011 is in the New Year's Six in Texas. Wow. The Cotton Bowl is played at uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, where the Cowboys play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Never going to happen. Yeah, know never going to happen. I know it is never going to happen. I know, I know. There was a chance uh, a couple of seasons ago it would have been realistic for them to rekindle the rivalry, but supposedly, supposedly, one of the teams, I think it may have been Texas, backed out or tried to stack the deck against that from happening, but I digress. Um,. Fiesta Bowl is going to be Cal over I'm Nevada. I'm trying to figure
0: out why people love the Cheez-It Bowl. I'm looking.
1: It was this really crappy game. It was it, just like. I
0: see here 31-21 Air Force over Washington State.
1: No, no, no. It was the year before that.
0: Oh, okay. 2018. It's Played out in Chase Field, home of the Diamondbacks. Yep. 7-10 to Cal versus TCU. Mm-hmm. Yeesh.
1: It was just a. And it went into overtime. Yep. The Cheese Int Bowl. Very good. Um, Nine interceptions in that game, Francisco. Wow.
0: The two teams combined for six just in the first half alone.
1: It was not a pretty game. But thanks to that, it has become much beloved, like our dearly departed Belk Bowl. Rest in peace. Um. So anyway, uh, moving on to the rest of the New Year Six, uh, you've got Alabama, Wisconsin in the Peach Bowl. Alabama is going to go ahead and win that. Texas Tech, SMU, another Texas, Yes, a rivalry. They used to be, I believe they were in the same conference back in the 80s and 90s. A lot of the Texas teams were together, I think in the Big 8, uh, so, uh Forgets the names of the conferences, but a lot of the Texas teams used to be together. Uh, Texas Tech over SMU in the First Responder Bowl, Northwestern over Oregon in the Red Box Bowl, Kentucky over Illinois in the Music City Bowl, North Carolina over Iowa State, Iowa State in the New Year Six. What is going on, Freddie? We're talking like. If all of this played out exactly as you have it, we're talking like we're we're approaching 2007 level craziness.
0: We're, we're approaching uh, Nostradamus type levels too, with the, if he predicts that too. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that guy that that tweeted out that the Indians and Cubs would face off in a game center of the World Series that would have a rain delay, and he did like he predicted that back like in 2010 or something. I don't know if you yeah. remember that, but. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm gonna skip a bowl briefly. Oh, and he has North Carolina over Iowa State in that one. I'm gonna skip a bowl briefly until Freddie can get back to me. Got Miami over Washington in the Sun Bowl. Uh, Memphis over Liberty, or sorry, Memphis over West Virginia, which is literally a home game. Memphis plays in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, um. Uh, so. Liberty over, oh, sorry, Memphis over WVU, West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. The artist formerly known as, thank you. Um, so the, the, artist, the artist formerly known as the Belk Bowl, again, rest in peace. Um, it's going to be Penn State over Louisville. Uh, moving on, in the Arizona Bowl, we've got Miami, Ohio, Miami University losing to Air Force. Uh, Oklahoma over UCLA in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, Freddie, I have to ask you, how many wins does Indiana have this season? Uh, Indiana over Tennessee in the Outback Bowl. Minnesota over Georgia in the Citrus Bowl. Now we're getting to our playoff semifinals. Clemson over USC. Ah, bummer. I was hoping they'd get nine wins. There's a, a running gag called 9-win Deanna. Okay. Um, like, w- they were really close this past season, but they ended up being 8-win Deanna. Um, I don't rem- exactly know the origin, but that's, you know, kind of the goal is to always get to 9-win Deanna. Um, so, Clemson over USC in the Rose Bowl. Um, Rose Bowl. Does that mean USC was the... Oh, no, no, You said Florida was the number one seed. Uh, So Florida over Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. That's a rematch of the national championship, I think, in 2008. Uh, Or maybe it was 2007. I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, I think it was 2007. Uh, I mean, the origin was... (laughs) Right, but I don't know why exactly nine wins. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, you know I'm just gonna look really quick and see because I know. Ah, got it. I'm just looking at the Gators right now because they won two championships in three seasons back in the mid to late 2000s. Um, one of which was over Ohio State. Here we go, national championships. Yeah, so 2006 seasons, that means the 2007 year, calendar year when it happened, uh, they beat Ohio State 41-14. to They just massacred them. Uh, so that would be a rematch of that championship. Um... So, it will be Clemson, Florida in the National Championship. Got Mississippi over Georgia Tech in the Birmingham Bowl. Notre Dame, Auburn in the Gator Bowl. Notre Dame's going to win that. Kent State, San Jose State in the Potato Bowl. Uh, Kent State's winning that. Tulsa over UTSA in the Armed Forces Bowl. That's a team I'm surprised to see in bowl eligibility, although if there's any indication that they were able to beat UCF last season, that's certainly possible. Uh, Buffalo over App State in the Lenning Tree Bowl. Myrtle Beach Bowl is going to be Coastal Carolina over Western Kentucky. That's going to be a bona fide home game for Coastal Carolina. Uh, Boise State over Arizona in the Los Angeles Bowl. And last, Boston College over East Carolina in another bona fide home game in the Fenway Bowl. Now, Freddie, I must ask you: Who is winning the national championship, Florida or Clemson? Does it remain the same as uh, as uh, last time? Um, meanwhile, as we wait for him, Clemson wins the national championship game. Uh, yeah, so I, nothing has changed. I think oh, you said. <laughs> I think you said uh, both teams ended up going fifteen and one. Because Clemson lost a game in the regular season, um, and Florida went undefeated through the uh, playoff, uh, but lost it at the end. Uh, so, any anything you'd like to add, Freddie? This maybe uh, BU, uh, Francisco? Do you see anything that's interesting to you?
0: I just I'm glad that UF doesn't win, so good. <laughs> it's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, it was it was Gator Fever for a couple of, for quite a while when I was in high school because they were uh, they were returning to the highest heights that they experienced during the Spurrier era. Um, Urban Meyer, uh, like I said, uh, two championships in three years. Um, yeah, they had. Under Spurrier, you know, they had a huge string. They had one, two, three, four, five, six championships between 1991 and 2000, um, and then they kind of dropped off from 2000. I'll be surprised if BC gets like. They probably want people to actually show up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's harsh. Fair, a fair wow. assessment, but harsh. Um, from out of town anyway oh. yeah I don't think a lot of people from Greenville, North Carolina are going to be sh- trekking up to Boston in the winter to go see a bowl game um, although ECU in a bowl game jeez I swear Freddie if, if most if not all of these pan out you're gonna be a freaking genius and this is going to be one of those wild and crazy seasons that is going to go down in history Uh, unreal I will say this however if the season happens yes of course Um, I will say this though if the season happens as planned nothing goes awry or whatever I would have the possibility of going to two of the New Year's Six Bowl, uh, New Year or two of the seven uh, New Year's 6/ uh championship games because obviously the Orange Bowl played in at Hard Rock Stadium but um, the National Championship also be playing at uh, Hard Rock Stadium this season. Mm. So that would be interesting, you know. If Florida got into that, it is by far going to be a Florida dominant crowd. Um, but Clemson being relatively close, um, it's it's a sh- relatively short trek. They're in South Carolina. Um, I could see a pretty decent showing by Clemson fans, especially you know they've they've shown up well. Uh, they showed up really well to the Tampa National Championship game a couple of years ago. Uh, they showed up well to this season's national championship uh, which was out in New Orleans and you know that was another you know bona fide home game for LSU. Uh, we'll see I would I would love it if the season played out like this with the exception of UCF not winning the conference championship and not going to near six bowl. I don't want that to happen. I do not. I absolutely do not. Anyway, um... So yeah, that's college football talk. Um, you know, I guess kind of on a related note, Mark Emmert, who's the uh, the head of, N- of the NCAA, has made it clear that he does not... Michigan's still left out. Nice. Although one of my friends would not be thrilled with that. Um... Mark Emmert has said that he he's essentially said he does not want college sports to go on if there's no fans. No, uh, well, not no fans. He's he's cool with that, relatively speaking. But if there's no in in-person college attendance, and the big reason for that, I believe, is because that will if that ended up happening that college sports have college sports proceeded with no students on campus mm. that kills a large argument they have that these are student athletes
0: uh-huh.
1: because why do these particular students have to be on campus well, well right of course so why do these individual four hundred some students—that's rough—that's roughly how many student athletes there are at UCF—and I imagine it's fairly the same across the board at other schools. You're talking hundreds here. Why do these students have to be on campus, where whereas the other tens of thousands, thousands, tens of thousands don't? That makes the mm. argument that these are indeed employees. Yeah. And that'll kill a large part of their argument. You know that'll allow the players to unionize. That would allow them to. Uh, and and think about that. Pro players, pro athletes, they have the they have union backing. Right. So you know the owners can't force them into playing. The owners have to go through the players to say, you know, how do you like this deal? Um you know, will this be acceptable you? Not necessarily. And look, like you've got Blake Snell coming out and saying that, you know, unless I get my full contract, prorated of course, mm-hmm. um, or even a fifty fifty share, I'm not playing. It's it's not worth my health. Which I, I get it, he's gotten backlash because oh, this stuck up millionaire. But I tend to side with the players because they're millionaires. The owners are billionaires. Um, it's, it's an easier hit for a billionaire as opposed to a millionaire. Uh, but I digress. I digress a lot. Um, but back to my main point, these players, because they're not employees, they don't mm-hmm. get unions. That's been ruled on in, in uh, federal court. So, if all of a sudden they're treated like employees, you know, oh, you guys have to be here to play, you know, what's separate? There's a huge thing that's separating them from normal students. So that's why he doesn't want it. But meanwhile, a lot of colleges are saying, you know, we're going to try and proceed as normal. Um,. But a lot of colleges are saying they're gonna do all online or majority online with with certain exceptions. Uh, this information is starting to come out. Um, you know on RCFB, there's currently a mega thread going if anyone's interested of Division one schools uh, announcing their intentions for the fall semester. You know, uh, a lot of schools, kind of the popular thing right now is schools are going to start two weeks earlier than normal, so we're talking mid, uh, mid-August as opposed to the end of August, um, and ending, naturally ending two weeks earlier, it'll be, uh, they're going to eliminate fall break, and they're going to end the week of Thanksgiving. So they're just pushing everything up two weeks. I think it's to avoid the the projected uh uh, projected uh, second wave if you will uh, during the winter when people tend to get more sick and then you've got the regular flu and other viruses and diseases going around Um, yeah it'll be interesting to see Um, wow I can't believe we were actually able to fill out two hours I'm impressed
0: I mean, we're an hour forty-four minutes. But I really have nothing else to talk about, to be honest. I
1: and I, I, can I actually leave a minor league
0: team for another day.
1: Yeah, and uh, I I do there. need to run a little bit earlier than normal, but okay. I so, I think we covered a lot. Um, let uh,
0: let's close out with our real MVPs.
1: Absolutely. Uh, do you have any um, other real MVPs for this week? Hmm.
0: Oh, I had a goon, but nah, nah. We, we can do that next week. He's still right. Right. He'll he'll still be a goon by next week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, not not in particular. At least not one in the world of sports at this moment. So go ahead.
1: Uh, so, as always, uh, this is running, and uh, you know, always and forever. Uh, we don't take these pe- we've taken these people for granted before. Hopefully not anymore. Certainly not on my end. Uh, it's the the essential workers, uh, the broad term for it. Your medical, uh, restaurants, um, government employees, uh, people collecting garbage. Uh, I I. I I keep getting uh, tongue-tied because I I can't think. I never can think of everybody right. that is that is out there putting themselves in danger right now. Uh, because I it's hard for me to name it because you know you know I'll shut off the show and I'm like ah damn I forgot uh, you know. Garbage. Uh, people collecting garbage, or, um, uh, people working in courthouses. Because I mean, I know a lot of things are going, uh, tell, uh, going, uh, uh, distance or online hearings, but people still need to be in the courthouses. Um, so it's. I'm just gonna go with the blanket essential workers. Mm. Um, you know who you are. Um if anyone is actually watching this, uh, well, that's not true. We have Freddie and BU, and I think we have a couple of other people, but if any essential workers are out there and see this, or you know an essential worker, you know, thank them. They are our lifeblood right now. See, there you go. Uh, people working DoorDash, or Amazon, or any sort of delivery service. See, I told you, I'm going to forget somebody. Um any essential workers out there, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Uh, you know, hopefully this is over or better soon, and we can properly in person give you the thank uh, give you the thanks that you so greatly deserve. And uh, you know, hopefully during all this, we give you the compensation you deserve. Uh, hazard pay what have you so thank you
0: alright Andrew thank you and thanks everybody for watching this is Francisco I'm signing off and I think tomorrow (laughs) if Andrew if you have a chance tomorrow can we do a college baseball game I would love to do Ole Miss versus Mississippi State we can go into the college football rivalry too we can go into all of their sports rivalries talk about the schools talk about the hatred and and really delve deep into that uh, uh, I mean there is just hatred among among those fans oh it's beautiful
1: I'm down for that If mm. uh, we'll be streaming probably if anyone's interested in watching uh, we'll be streaming once again from here on Twitch and our other uh, various streaming sites especially from uh, Russia and Japan ah uh, yes there we go <laughs> uh We'll be streaming from there, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern.
0: All right. Take care, everybody. Good night,
1: everyone, and stay safe.